The Productive Woman, Episode 425. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome back. Welcome if you're new, and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're continuing our countdown to a productive new year. This week, we're going to be talking about peace. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 425. Uh, Before we get started, I just wanted to mention real quick that, as I've said in the past couple of episodes, I will be launching new Productive Woman Mastermind groups in January. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can visit theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind to learn a little more. And I'll talk about this more at the end of the podcast as well. So. As I mentioned last week, during the four weeks of December, we'll be counting down to a new year, hopefully a productive new year, with each episode in December focusing on a different aspect of what I see as the mission of this podcast. December is a really busy time for many of us. There are holiday gatherings, there are school programs for the kids or through our church, there's often an end-of-year rush at work, and so much more going on. But if you are using part of your time this month to listen to this podcast, I invite you to use it as an opportunity to pause, to look ahead to the coming days of this holiday season and to the coming new year, and give some thought to what you want out of both of those things, both the holiday season and the year. Honestly, that's what I'm using these episodes, my preparation for these episodes to do, to just pause and think about what do I want this month to be like? Uh, as, as I've said before, December is a, a really traditionally very busy time for my legal practice, and um, it gets a little crazy. I get a little crazy, and I don't want that to be the case this year. And as I found myself kind of falling into that pattern from past years, Um, It really inspired me to think about the things that we're talking about in these episodes for my own life, to take that pause, to take a breath and think, do I want to repeat that pattern? Is this what I want out of this month? And looking beyond that, what do I want out of this coming year? So that's what I'm inviting you to do as well. As I mentioned in the introduction here, we're talking about what I consider to be the mission of this podcast. So the Productive Woman podcast purpose is to help you. It's to give you the tools and encouragement you need to manage those four areas that I talk about at the beginning of every episode, your time, your life, your stress, and your stuff. That mission that I mentioned in the opening is something that I sat down and wrote out before I ever launched the podcast, clear back in 2013, 
I was just planning and thinking about what this podcast was going to be. And I wrote that out and it has not changed. That has been my mission. That has been my purpose ever since. And so as part of our countdown to the coming year, we're going to look at those four areas, how we manage our time, our life, our stress, and our stuff. Last week, we considered sort of indirectly managing our stress by looking for ways to find joy in our day-to-day lives. And we looked at what joy is and why it's important to me and something for you to consider. And I've, I'm really honored to have received messages, emails, and, and comments uh, through the website from several of you sharing how that message kind of resonated with you. And like me, you are purposing to look for more joy in your life as the days go on and in the coming year. Well, this week, I want us to consider together how we manage our time by focusing on something else that I want more of in my life, and that is peace. So like many episodes, this one, in fact, this whole December countdown started as my own attempt to think through, research, brainstorm, strategize ways to address something that I've been pondering in my own life. I am not always by nature a peaceful person. My husband will tell you that I have always been a worrier. I've always been a person who can see things that will go wrong and anticipates those and is anxious about them. I have always been a person who expects a lot of myself, even more than I expect of other people. And I naturally tend toward anxiety and stress when things don't go the way I expect or want them to go. And on top of all that, I have struggled for most of my life with perfectionist tendencies that for me lead to procrastination. I delay starting things that I'm not sure I can do perfectly. So I end up scrambling at the last minute to complete things. That is not how I want to live my life, but it is my nature. So peace, peace of mind, a peaceful demeanor doesn't come naturally to me. And as I've thought about all that, I've been remembering lately something someone told me many, many years ago in the context of a discussion about making decisions. And at the time, I was pondering a choice that would have a big impact on my life. And I was feeling anxious and stressed because I wasn't sure which was the right direction to go. And I have always been the kind of person that believes (laughs) there's always one right decision and all the other decisions are wrong. And so I agonize over them. And that's what I was doing at this time in my life. And this person that I was talking with counseled me to follow peace. And that was a phrase that she used more than once, meaning that as I thought about the options before me, to get quiet and listen to my heart and ask myself which option gave me that sort of deep within sense of peace, even if it was the scarier one. So she wasn't saying, go for what's easy, go for what doesn't scare you, but go deep inside and and look for that sense of peace about one decision or the other and go that way. That was her recommendation. 
even if I couldn't see how it would all work out, if I felt that sense of peace deep within, that was a guide for me in the choice that I was making. And so that phrase, follow peace, has been something that has kind of echoed in the back of my mind over the years. And it's been on my mind a lot lately as I found myself struggling to keep up with work demands, for instance, during this hectic season. And I've been thinking about how that guidance, follow peace, can apply to how we manage our time, how we choose what to do with the minutes and the the hours and the days and the weeks and the years that we have on the planet. And for me and for your sake, I guess, I thought it was worth digging into as we prepare for this holiday season and for a productive new year. So I always start with a question of, definition of what the word means. What is peace? And I looked at a couple of online dictionaries. One of them defines peace as freedom from disturbance or tranquility. And I like that. The Merriam-Webster dictionary defines peace. One of the definitions of peace is freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. And I really liked that one. If you're like me, you probably feel often those disquieting thoughts or those oppressive emotions, and peace is a freedom from that. And uh, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary also includes a definition of peace as harmony in personal relations. And we're going to talk a little bit in this episode about sort of those two elements of peace, both personal internal peace, but also peace with other people. Uh, I thought it was interesting as I was doing a little research that one article I read said that September 21 is designated by the United Nations as the International Day of Peace. Obviously, that relates to an absence of war and of, of international conflict, And, you know, I wasn't going down that rabbit hole to research all of that. That's obviously a definition of peace. But as I read that, it made me wonder, would peace among nations be easier to maintain if we human beings were better at being at peace within ourselves? I wonder how much conflict, both on an interpersonal level as well as an international level, comes from a lack of internal peace among the people who are involved. Just a thought uh, that that I've been kind of pondering. But peace has that sense of freedom from disturbance, freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions, harmony in personal relationships, but also internal harmony. And like joy, I believe peace is an internal thing. It's separate and independent from your circumstances. We talked last week about how you can have joy even when you're sad. There can be, but you can't be happy and sad at the same time. Uh, Joy is an internal thing. Happiness is something affected by outside circumstances. Peace is similarly an internal thing that's separate, that's independent from our circumstances. As one writer, Samantha Vincenti, Vincenti, I think, says in an article called How to Find Inner Peace and Happiness in the Chaos, 
she says, peace of mind doesn't require peace and quiet. So peace, having peace internally doesn't require us to retreat from the world and do nothing and, and, you know, go off to a, a, a sanctuary somewhere and sit in silence. We can be at peace even in the midst of a life of activity and accomplishment. And I think that's important to know. So that being said, if we think of peace in those terms, what interferes with it? Well, for some of us, lots of things. One writer that I read, and I will have links to these articles in the show notes. There, there are a lot of really good ones, very much worth reading. Um, but one writer offered a really good summary of what interferes with or inhibits personal peace. And most of those boil down to spending too much time focused on either things beyond our control, like other people, what they do, what they think of us, our circumstances, the future, and the unknown, or too much time focused on the impossible, like achieving perfection or requiring what is to always line up with what we wish was. And I, it, the, this article that I mentioned is going, you know, goes into more detail than that, but it boils down to those two things. We have a hard time being at peace if we're spending a lot of time thinking about or focusing on things beyond our control or the impossible. Our minds, left to themselves, will take us down unpeaceful paths. They will take us down a path of regret over the past or worry about the future or rage against the world or our circumstances or other people. And any of those things can affect our personal peace by how they affect our use of time. And that's, to me, the connection. It's not just time lost to uh, spending time thinking about these things that are beyond our control or are impossible or just negate peace in general. We lose time when we think about those things, but all those things can affect our personal peace and our use of time because of perhaps things we agree to do or things we don't do with our time because of those things, such as saying yes because we want to try and get people to think well of us, or overfilling our schedule because of fear of missing out or fear of, of not accomplishing enough, or procrastinating due to that perfectionism. All those things affect our use of time and can interfere with our peace accordingly. So why does peace, peace of mind, personal peace, matter to a woman who wants to be productive? Because when we are not at peace, I think we cannot be as productive, either in the sense of getting the things done that matter most to us, or in the sense of making a life that matters as we each define it. One article by, uh, that was posted by the Kentucky Counseling Center lists a number of benefits of finding inner peace that range from better everyday functioning in handling your day-to-day affairs to increased energy levels and less drama, fewer worries, less stress, and more positive thoughts. Um, we know that when we are stressed out, it's hard to focus. It's hard to be um, as productive as we want to be. Other benefits of finding inner peace, according to this article, are not being 
as easily affected by negative comments from the people around us. And conversely, a a more kind and compassionate treatment of other people uh, and the ability to have a clear judgment when dealing with stressful challenges. And several articles that I read mentioned that when we are at peace, we will have better sleep quality. And we've talked before about how our, our sleep quality or lack thereof can affect our productivity. And so that was a great article. Another post on the Life's Journey blog agrees kind of with most of that list, noting also that when we are at peace, we're less distracted and better able to focus And we're likely to have better relationships with other people. All of those things are important to those of us who want to uh, not only accomplish the things that we care about, but also to make a life that matters, to have a positive impact on the world around us and and leave whatever legacy behind we want to, to leave. So it does matter that we are able to find, to foster, and to maintain peace of mind. And for some of us, like me, that's a constant challenge. So what is the connection between peace and time management? I've already touched on this a little bit, but I think when we realize the value of peace and its impact on productivity, we can choose to, as my friend many, many years ago said, encouraged me to do, follow peace as a principle by which we manage our time. So for example, when we're considering an activity or a commitment or something, pause for a moment and ask, do I feel at peace with this decision? Will this choice contribute to peace in my mind, in my home, and in my life in general? And again, it doesn't mean that it's an easy choice or that what we're considering doing is not going to have challenges, but I'm talking about that deep inner sense of peace that, that just, even if you can't put words to why, you know, you feel that this is the right direction to go. This is the right commitment to take on. This is the right thing to say yes to, whatever it might be. We can choose to follow peace as that principle when we are deciding what to do with our time. Similarly, when when looking at my schedule overall, how full it is, how my days are going, do I feel at peace? That's what following peace can do in terms of a principle by which we manage our time. But also, the other side of it is how we manage our time, what we choose to do with it, and how full we fill it up. All of that can either contribute to peace or not. And so there is, to me, a very strong connection between the two. So what does that mean in more practical terms. Where should we consider following peace? What areas of our life? I came up with a number of things as I thought about this. In order to have a life of that's peaceful and, and have that peace of mind, we need to be at peace with how we're using our time. So being purposeful about it, uh, intentionally choosing things that contribute to peace, that contribute to our productivity in the ways that matter to us. We also need to be at peace with ourselves. We need to 
really internalize this idea, really believe that we have nothing to prove. And I think that if we do believe that, if we do internalize that, we might not succumb to that drive to always be doing, to always say yes, to fill up our calendars, our days, our weeks, our hours with activity that might or might not be productive, that might or might not bring joy, that might or might not serve our goals. If we are conscious about this idea that we have, I have nothing to prove. I, my value is not in what I do. Then we can step back and be at peace with ourselves, with who we are as people. And it makes it a little easier to make conscious and purposeful choices and purpose to let what we do with our time reflect who we want to be in the world. That Constant doing may not be reflective of who we actually want to be in the world. So being at peace with ourselves, I think, is very important, as is being at peace with others, which is, I think, much easier to do if we are at peace with ourselves. And so by being at peace with others and how this can affect our management of time and and of our lives... uh, I mean, don't spend any time trying to change them. Let them be who they are. And if we are at peace with ourselves, that's easier to do. Don't spend any time hating them or trying to change what they think about you. Uh, Be at peace with them. They are who they are. And nothing we do can change that anyway. Uh, And trying is a certain antidote to any sort of peace of mind. It is impossible to be at peace internally if you're at war with other people, even if that war is only in your own thoughts and they have no idea that that war is ongoing. And so choosing to let go of expectations of other people, of demands, of of any sense of, I can't be happy until you think this about me or until you do this thing or whatever it might be, let all that go so that you are at peace with them. And that will certainly contribute to a more productive and peaceful life. On a broader sense or in a broader sense than even that idea of being at peace with others is we need to be learn to be at peace with what is instead of fighting against it or resenting it. When we are at war with or resisting the reality of our life, it is hard to be at peace. If we're living in constant disappointment because things aren't the way we think they should be, we cannot be at peace and it's hard to be productive in a battle like that. So for instance, on a very practical level, when we are choosing how to use our time, what commitments to take on, how full our schedule is going to be, it is helpful to be aware of our current conditions and circumstances. And by that, I mean our health, the stage of life we're at. Do you have young children at home? Do you have a parent that you're caring for? Uh, All those sorts of things are the physical sort of practical realities of what is today and fighting against that as we try to take on more and more stuff 
more and more activity in our lives is not going to contribute to peace. It'll be the opposite. And so being aware and, and honest about those circumstances, those conditions can guide us in how much we take on and how full our schedule is. And I'm not suggesting that we look at any of those things and make excuses for not trying or not doing what we need and want to do. But being honest about our own capabilities, our own capacity, our own limitations is important we can schedule accordingly and then at the same time strategize ways to work around those things or to overcome them. So if, for instance, your, you know, your energy level is low because of physical conditions, whether it's health-related or you know, nutrition-related or any of those things, you've got to be aware of how much you can get done in a day, what you're physically capable of doing, and schedule accordingly but then you can still start strategizing ways to improve that. What can I do to boost my energy level? Can I eat better? Can I get more sleep? Can I start working out to strengthen my body? That's just one example of a way that you can right now be at peace with what is and and don't try to pretend it doesn't exist. Schedule your life accordingly, but also take steps to improve whatever that limitation is. So those are just some examples to me of where we could consider following peace uh, with how we're using our time with ourselves, with other people, and with what is, uh, instead of pretending it does, it's not existing or fighting against it. If we believe that peace is important to us as individuals, to our productivity, to our management of our time, how can we cultivate that in our life? I think like everything else, it begins with awareness, understanding that it's important. And even beyond that, understanding what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you to be at peace? And so for instance, for me, and I'm still thinking about this and sort of will be Um, developing my definition and my awareness of it. But for me, what came to mind is peace is a, a quietness of the mind, even in the midst of noise and activity. I saw on Instagram a post by Erica Lane of the Life on Purpose movement in which she invites people to share what peace feels like to them, sort of the physical feeling of peace. And she shared some of hers as well that really spoke to me. She said, for instance, peace to her feels like the moment when the sun slips below the horizon and paints the sky with fire. She said, peace feels like a hug when two people have recognized their missteps. And I, I loved that image Um you know, when you've had a conflict with someone and you you realize you've both been kind of wrong and that moment when you can come together and hug and let go of that conflict, that is a real feeling of peace. She says for her, peace feels like a quiet moment in the dark before the rest of the house stirs. And I love that image as well. That's when my house is full of family back when my kids were home. And now when they come home and the grandkids come to visit and things get chaotic, I love those quiet moments early in the morning before everybody else starts 
getting up and moving around. That is a feeling of peace. For Erica, peace feels like the steady rhythm of your steps when you decide to walk off the stress of a long day. Another one that she said that I really liked is that for her, peace feels like the incredible comfort of knowing that the person you are in private and the person you are in public is one and the same. That to me is that being at peace with yourself and being at peace with what is, knowing that you are the same person in private and in public, there's a great deal of peace that comes there. And she, at the end of this post, Erica notes, maybe if we internalize how peace feels, we can create more of it in our lives. And I really like that. Uh, That's what something I want to do. So, you know, pondering that idea of what is what actually does it mean to me to be at peace? What does it feel like? And how then I can go from that to how can I get more of that in my life? As far as nurturing and fostering and cultivating peace in our lives, uh, there are tons of resources with really great suggestions that I'm personally going to be implementing just one at a time, a little little change here and there. And I'll have links to all these in the show notes and I encourage you to check those out. Among the uh, the suggestions that lots of these resources mention is spending time in nature. Getting outside and breathing fresh air and walking in the woods for me is a very uh, peace-inducing experience. I grew up in western Washington state where there are evergreens everywhere you look. And I've always felt... Uh, an affinity toward that kind of scenery and walking through the woods in the quiet is a very peaceful time for me. So spending time in nature, whatever nature you enjoy, if you live near the ocean, walking along the beach, or just walking through the neighborhood in the twilight uh, can be a wonderful thing. Uh, Also, a lot of them suggest different ways of basically managing our minds. As I talked about earlier, if we let our minds run amok, they'll often take us down negative, unpeaceful paths. And so learning to manage our own thinking, it's probably the most important step toward cultivating peace in our lives. So for instance, meditation, just, and I'm not talking about this in a religious sense, but just this practice of slowing down your racing mind for a few moments, breathing deeply and focusing on your breath and letting all the rest of the stuff kind of go for a minute, even just taking 60 seconds now and then to close your eyes, breathe deeply and relax your tense body can completely change your mindset from a sort of breathless anxiety to a calm serenity that will let you be more productive in in your day and in your use of your time. Other mind management kinds of tools are things like journaling, doing mind dumps to get things out of your head and, and using this to process your thoughts. A prayer can be a wonderful way of managing your mind because you can release those worries, those regrets, and so on to God. If you are a person of faith, having some sort of prayer practice can make a big difference in where our mind goes. I have friends who kind of combine prayer with time in nature by going on prayer walks. They'll, you know, go for a walk, whether they're walking their dogs or just walking out 
in their neighborhood and praying as they walk. So that can be a great way to do that. Uh, You can cultivate peace by practicing gratitude. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because we've talked about this a lot on this podcast. And I can put links to some episodes where we've really focused on the benefits of gratitude and and a practice of gratitude. But the bottom line is it helps us, I think, with this idea of not being at war with what is. Uh, not sort of railing against and resisting the things we don't like in our world where it doesn't match up with what we want by turning our thoughts instead to what we can be grateful for. We promote peace in our own minds. And there is, I truly believe this, even in the most dire of circumstances, there is always something to be grateful for. And sometimes we have to look for it a little harder But having that practice of looking for things to be grateful for, writing them down, keeping a a gratitude journal or or a, a gratitude list can make a huge difference in our peace of mind. Similarly, just simply feeding your mind and your spirit with what promotes peace, whether that's music or the things you read or listen to, and eliminating or at least limiting those things that promote anxiety, worry, anger, or negativity. For me, I find it difficult to be at peace if I spend much time at all watching the news or on certain social media channels like, for me, Twitter. Both of these things seem to just be flooded with negativity and hate. And when I look at them, when I watch the news, when I check my Twitter feed, there's so much negativity there, so much outright hatred that I find myself pretty quickly losing whatever peace of mind I had. And so I personally limit my time on those things. Uh, But you can look for things that do promote peace and fill your space with that. So for instance, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music all have channels or playlists of music that can uplift your spirit and promote peace. If you're a person of faith, Uh, reading the Bible or whatever other spiritual texts are important to you can help promote peace. So making time to read or listen to those, even if it's just a few minutes at a time, uh, other books can do the same. Building into your schedule, uh, your use of time, time to read or listen to uh, literature whether it's fiction or nonfiction, that promotes peace. So for for instance, Courtney Carver's wonderful book, Soulful Simplicity, comes to mind. We talked about that one on episode 182 of the podcast as part of our productive reading series. And there's so much in there that would um, give very practical and very inspiring ideas for how to promote peace in your life. Another thing that I do that helps me is to seek out and gather quotes on peace. Uh, When I run across them or when I'm feeling unpeaceful, I'll go, you can just Google quotes about peace and find some that speak to me. I write them down or I post them somewhere where I can see them and I ponder them. They provide inspiration and reminders that peace is available to me if I choose it and if I choose to follow it. And finally, you can declutter. 
a lot of uh, the resources that I've linked to and that I came across when I was preparing this episode talked about the importance of decluttering your space, your schedule, your thinking, your life in general. Studies show that women are negatively affected by physical clutter in a way that men are not. And we have a harder time relaxing and being at peace when our space is cluttered. And so consider if if you want to promote peace in your life, the value of decluttering all of those things, your calendar, your activities, and the, the thoughts that you have in your mind. Specifically with respect to time, how can we promote peace in our in time and how we use it? Uh, I've mentioned before, listening to your heart and letting it guide how you use your time. Taking that brief moment before you say yes to a commitment to just pause and think, just look internally. Do I feel at peace about this decision? Or do I feel anxiety and fear or stress or pressure to take this on? Uh, Again, it doesn't mean that it has to be something that's fun or that will be easy in order to be for you to have peace about it. You can take on a great challenge that scares you a little bit and still be at peace about it. So listen to your heart. Also leave white space in your schedule so that you have time to think, to do that listening to make sure that what you're doing with your time is purposeful and intentional and moving you in the direction of where you want to go. Strategize ways to eliminate activities that don't foster peace or that actually make it more difficult for you. Have a trusted system in place to keep track of your commitments. Use your calendar, your task lists, etc., to write all these things down to capture this information so that you are not sacrificing peace to the effort to remember it all. Just having those systems in place makes a huge difference in our peace of mind with respect to time. Build into your schedule time to plan and prepare. Uh, I think of Laura Vanderkam's suggestion from our recent discussion in episode 420 of her book, Tranquility by Tuesday, a wonderful book I highly recommend if, if you didn't hear me say that before. But she suggests blocking out time on Fridays to plan the coming week, to look ahead and prepare and, and plan for that week and build things into it that are important to you so that you're not rushed, forgetting things, and feeling that anxiety, none of which promotes peace. And be sure, as you are planning, to build in time for those things, for those people, those activities, and so on, those things that bring you joy, just like we talked about last week. All of those things, with respect to our time, will contribute to peace in our lives. So I guess to wrap it up, I think it's important to say that following peace doesn't mean you don't do anything and that you just have an empty calendar and sit home in silence all the time. It also doesn't mean that you don't set goals and go after them. Being at peace doesn't require any of that. You can have an active life and be at peace at the same time if you are being intentional about what you're doing with your time. As I was preparing for this episode, I ran across a quote on Instagram from a woman named Lauren Gaskell. And the quote was this, 
It said, I do not want to be a woman whose life is marked by hurry. I want to be a woman whose heart is at peace. And as I read that, it's kind of hokey, I guess, but my eyes filled with tears as I just felt my heart saying, yes, that, that's exactly right. That perfectly describes who I want to be now, this week, during the holiday season, and in times to come. And so my intention is to keep that quote in mind. That is, I do not want to be a woman whose life is marked by hurry. I want to be a woman whose heart is at peace. And I want to keep that quote in mind as I make my plans for how I'll use my time this week, during the holiday season, and in the coming year. I'd love to know what you think. How do you want to use your time in the weeks and year to come? Do you intend or want to follow peace? Does that matter to you? And if so, what does peace feel like to you? I'd love to know your thoughts on this. You can share your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 425. And uh, you'll also find links to the articles I mentioned earlier. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group if you're a member there. I'd love to continue this conversation and we can encourage each other on how we can manage our time in a way that promotes peace in our lives. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Before we go, just a quick reminder, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, that the new uh, Productive Woman Mastermind groups, possibly two groups, I might do as many as two, will launch in January, probably mid-January. These are, if you're not aware, small groups. I never have more than five women in the group plus me, so six of us all together. We meet in Zoom for one hour a week for 12 weeks to provide support, encouragement, and accountability in pursuing individual goals. It's a great way to kick off a new productive year. These are paid masterminds facilitated by me personally, and um, I've seen amazing things happen from them. I've already received a number of applications. If you are one of those people, I, I will be responding shortly with more information and so that you can make your decision. If you go to the theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind, you can get more information and you'll find the link to the short online application. This does not obligate you to sign up. It just gives me a little information about you and and then I can provide you with more information about the program so you can decide if it's something you want to commit to. I look forward to hearing from you. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending some of your time this December with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you, your thoughts on peace and productivity. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm